One, two, one, two. Praise him. All right, all right, all right. Check, 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 check. One, two, we're going through some house rules, y'all. If one of my two and one leaders can do me the kind favor of closing that back door. <laughs> no. Here we go. House rules number one. Once you hear your. Number two. No fighting, cussing, threatening, gang affiliation, or the. Don't represent it. We represent Jesus. Number three. No talking while someone is on the mic. Number four. Shut off all cell phones. Number five. No PDA. The six inch rules. Por favor. Por favor. No toques. Oh, man, I was going to try to show off Spanish, but wah, wah, right. Number <laughs> number six, respect the leaders and each other. And number seven, no, no, y'all don't got that right. Number seven, all right, all right. Look to your neighbor and get, go ahead and get some elbow room. Go ahead and do this and get some elbow room. Yeah, don't, don't hit each other. This first song is called I Was Made. If we can get up on the screen for me, please. Alright, this first song is called I Was Made. A lot of these songs right now we're gonna do are a little new. So you might not know the words you may look on the screen with that's what we have it there for. But we want you guys to be free in worship. Can you guys say free? Okay, one more time. That you guys sound not free, like free. Say free. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, I just pray that you will mess us up in this time of worship, God. We just ask that your Holy Spirit would penetrate our heart, Father, for every person in this place. We just want to experience Jesus, Father, what it's like to worship you in heaven, Father. We want that right now in Jesus' name. And everybody said, one, two, three, four. still clapping i'm like what are they doing here it is shame on me how about this when we get to this part we said who the sun sets free okay we're gonna go like this because we know that some chains are being broken off in this place amen how many of you guys believe that first of all do you believe it that it's happening amen don't come in here but like well i don't have any chains yes you do look to your neighbor and say you got some chains especially you <laughs> don't point pointing is rude do not point that's the next rule we have no pointing okay so we want these chains to be broken off, and we know that in worship, 
Come on now, we're free. It's an expression of love, of worship, praise to God. Amen. So don't let nobody take that from you. Not even your friend, not even your neighbor, not even the devil. Don't let them steal that from you because God gave you that for, for you so that you can worship him. Amen. So when we get to this part right here, who the sun sets free, we do this as a sign of the chains have been broken off. I haven't seen anybody who has been chained up when they're like loosed. They're like, oh my gosh, I'm free. It's exactly what we want to do. We want to express that. Let the devil know, hey, I'm free. Hallelujah. <laughs> We're like, I'm free. <laughs> Praise God. You can do whatever you want. Just don't touch your neighbor. That's it. That's the only rule I have. Do not touch your neighbor. Amen. Look to your neighbor and say, don't touch me. <laughs> Y'all yelling at each other. We're about to fight. Amen. So this part, who the sun sets free, we're going to do it right, all right? Amen. Y'all got to do it louder. Amen. So we're going to go from the top. I was made. Get back. I was made on the screen. Here we go. One, two, three, four. song is called Find My Own Flame. And it's talking about as us as people, you know, when we come in these times of worship, you know, I don't want to be led by anything else but then me and my own heart going after God. I don't want to do it just because my friend's doing it. He's forcing me to do it because at the end of the day, you're going to go home and you're not going to want to worship God. Because you were forced here, it doesn't mean no one's going to force you back at your house. So this song is talking about, I'm going to find it for myself. I'm going to find God in this time of worship for myself. No one's forcing me. I'm going to go after God. Amen. So just lift your hands right now to the sign of surrender. God, we want you in this place. We want you to move in our hearts. Come, Jesus. 
trust before we close out the worship right now. If you're having a hard time trusting God, just believe in Him. Just believe in that He's actually living inside of you. That He cares for you. That He has your best in mind. You can come confidently before God and say, God, help me understand that you have the best in mind. That I can trust you. Say, God, help me with my lack of faith. The Bible records the story of a man of his son, he was demon possessed, and he wasn't sure if his son was going to get any better. And Jesus asked the man, Do you believe that I can make your son whole? Do you believe I can heal your son? The man said, I do, but I help me in my unbelief. That's our prayer today. That's our prayer today. God help us in our unbelief. Sometimes we don't believe in you, God, and we really do a disservice, God. And then we come back to you and say, see, I told you it's your fault. You were never there. That we never mix faith in. We don't go far enough to trust you.
look compared to the love of God, no man will ever come close. No woman will ever come close to the love God is giving to you right now. Can we just receive just a couple more moments? Father, just pray for the rest of the service and what you got planned for us. God, we pray that you would move in time of announcements. God, God, all time will break out. God, for the rest of this service, God, as we learn about your love and all the exciting things that we have planned out, God, the things that you have planned out for us. God, we just say, pour it out and we need to see. Lord, if you receive it, then just lift your hands and just say, I receive. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, about you, but if you guys don't want it, I'll take your blessing. Hallelujah. Come on. Now, we're going to break out in the time of life groups. Let me have my saints over here. Let me have my JC soldiers over here. As we split my Spanish cut. This is my roots, y'all. Come on. Let's take the next three minutes, and then we're going to break back in. All right, all right, all right. Come on, three more minutes. We're going to break back in, guys. All right, come on, three more minutes. We're going to break back in, guys. Hallelujah. Two minutes, two minutes, two minutes. Right, 30 more seconds, 30 more seconds. Right, 30 more seconds, 30 more seconds. Go ahead and break back in, go ahead and break back in, break back in. Go ahead and break back in. 
Ten more seconds if you guys are still doing it. Ten more seconds. Ten more seconds if you guys are still doing it. Ten more seconds. Check mic one 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 two. Hallelujah. Can you guys do me a favor and go ahead and break back in and come up to your seats? We just got a lot planned out for you for tonight. Some great uh some great things I got going on for today's sermon. Hallelujah. How are you guys doing today? Y'all good? Amen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Elevate. Let's do our chance. Who knows it? Who wants to come and lead it? Hector, come on up. Give it up for Hector as he comes on up. Come on. He did not know I was going to put him on the spot like this. He's like, Adam, why are you doing this? Awkward, just a little bit. Okay. Do you know the chant? Just a little bit. Okay. Elevate! 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 I love you, bro. I love you. You can have a seat, man. He's, he was just a little nervous. He had no idea I was going to do it. It's just really random. We like to do things randomly here. Amen. Just do me a favor. Lower down the music for me a little bit. Really quickly, want to let you guys know what we're about. We have a lot planned out. Like I said, our vision here is loving God, loving people. It's very important for us that we do that. The way we do that is to connect, mentor, and send you. Somebody say connect. Someone say mentor and send. And ways that we do that, when we do these times of breakouts, it's just for us to connect a little bit closer. Now, I've been hearing some great things about life here, some, some things where you really could just fellowship. You know? And so, next. Oh. Awkward turtle is here now. Okay, there we are. Okay, let me let me check this out. Let me see what I the way you connect is through a life group. How many of you guys are part of life group? Just show of hands. If your neighbor's not raising your hand, go and say, hey, join one. Amen. So we have it this Sunday. Please come on out in our discipleship. If you are a disciple, stand up for me. If you're in the one-on-one right now, go ahead and stand up. Hallelujah. Let's give it up for the one-on-oneers. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You guys can have a seat. One of the things that I'm blown away by is how God is moving in people's lives. Because I know how he did it for me, but I'm watching it. I'm watching him do it for you. You can put the music just a little bit. I don't know I'm messing with you. Too loud. Just a little bit. Somewhere, somewhere in between. Yeah. Amen. But I'm watching what God is doing in your life. And some of you keep on, I don't know if God's moving. He is moving. I mean, it's just a great testimony when you guys are able to look back and say, no, God is moving. Amen. And our goal here in this church is 100,000 disciples in Chicago with 50 churches here and 500 churches around the world. If you believe you can do we can do it. Amen. You believe it? Now, really quickly. Next, 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 this Friday, this Saturday, I'm saying next, hallelujah, tomorrow, look to your neighbor and say tomorrow, hallelujah, tomorrow we are having our spiritual emphasis rally, now, I know we probably brushed by this the entire month, probably like, oh well, this is where you want to be tomorrow, everybody say tomorrow, tomorrow at 5 o'clock. 5 p.m. tomorrow here in this church. What we're doing is it's a spiritual emphasis rally. Every time I've been a part of a spiritual emphasis rally, God has moved in such a tremendous way. I mean, God I mean, God looks from heaven, and when he sees the people, he's like, God, we're set our hearts on you. We want you to move. Come move in power. I shared a testimony in the time of prayer. I went out to a spiritual emphasis in Oakland. People were getting healed. Hallelujah. 
people with, who had eye problems were wearing glasses. They no longer could see through their glasses. They had to take off their glasses and realize they were healed. Like God heals them. They were praying for healing. God healed this person. They get healed. People with ankle braces who have sprained ligaments in their legs getting healed and coming up and testifying and say, hey, look, this is what God is doing. Oh, my gosh. I don't even believe in miracles. I'm telling you, God is moving. And we want you guys to be a part of that tomorrow. This is for people who are considering, uh, man, I have a call of God in my life. Like, if you're getting visions and dreams at night, if you see yourself preaching in front of people, if you see yourself witnessing the people, you're called. Amen. Hallelujah. Because I remember, like, I knew I was called. God told me you're going to be a pastor. Just really quickly, I'm, I'm going to belabor on this just a little bit. When God called me, I was 13 years old. A guy comes up to me. He came from a Pentecostal church. I grew up in a Spanish-speaking church, evangelical. We didn't believe in the gifts of the tongue, so there was no none of us speaking in tongues. Okay, it was just like and worship. You know how we were radical in worship? Kevin, am I telling the truth? Because he probably was part of a church when he was a little kid too. If you're radical, like. You know, and I just remember some guy, he came from a Pentecostal church, and I would watch him worship, worship, <laughs> I'm getting Mexican on you guys, I would watch, <laughs> I would watch him worship, and this guy would be up just jumping, I'm like, what's he doing? We started making fun of him a little bit, and so he had to go upstairs in the balcony so he can raise his hands and worship. Let me tell you what, this man comes up to me one day. I was 13 years old. In my mind, 13 years old, let me know you what I was thinking about. At age 13, I was thinking about uh, baseball, girls, baseball, food, and more baseball. That's not what I was thinking about. And, and he comes up to me and he says, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? And at that point in time, I just came back from traveling to playing baseball. And I'm like, I want to be a baseball player. And I was pretty good. Like, when I was 13 years old, I had, like, these growth spurs that made me huge. Everybody at my age, like, when I was 13 years old, I was this tall. What? For real? Like, I was tall. Everybody else was up on my shoulders. They're thinking I want to be six foot five, like a beast in the pro. So this guy comes up to me and he says, well, what do you want to do? And I'm like, baseball. You see me in baseball gear all the time. He's like, man, I'm going to tell you what, you're not going to be that. You're going to be a pastor. I look at this guy, I'm like, no, 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 you, don't, you got the wrong one. That's probably my brother, not me. And he comes over, he makes it a point. And he grabs my mom, he's like, Yolanda, Yolanda, Yolanda. This boy right here, he's going to be a pastor. God told me he's going to be a pastor. And my mom's like, no, not this one. He, no, my other son, he knows the Bible. Like my brother, he can quote scripture. Like, not, not this one. She wasn't discouraged, but she knew like I was a baseball player. Throughout the whole entire time. You know, I just baseball, 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 and then I get called by God. Like, I go on a mission trip to Mardi Gras, and I come back, and as I'm in the car, God is saying, I'm calling you. And I'm over here, like, I'm hearing things. Like, I'm half losing my mind because I'm, I'm, I'm calling you. I'm calling you to this. Like, that's, that's not me. And I remember I was at a crossover meeting one time, and I'm praying. And I'm saying, God, if, if you're really calling me in the ministry, Tell me right now, and I'm praying, and, and I'm not making this up to make it a dramatic effect. What happened was this. I was lying down as I was praying. You know, everybody goes in their own place, and they sit in, like, you know, Indian style, whatever you want to do. I was laid out on the chairs, and I said, God, speak to me. I have to know if this is you. And everything went silent. I heard the Lord say, I've told you already. I've called you. Then he started going back and said, look, I've done this so that you can go into ministry. I provided you with this so you can go into ministry. I am calling you to be a pastor. Tears down my eyes. 
tears. I'm just like, oh my gosh. And I heard it as clear as day. God. Then it wasn't like some crazy voice. It was just normal. Like a voice in my head. It was just an audible voice in my head. Nobody else heard it. It's like, I'm calling it. He just spoke to me. He wasn't yelling. He was just making it clear. Oh! That was God. And since then, I joined SUM. Changed my life. Some of the things, demons being casted out. I'm coming on. Jesus still casts out demons. That's the power of God. And that same power took hold of my life. And now I'm looking at it, and I'm just like, man, this is what it did. Uh, about a year and a half ago or so, two years ago, um, one of the old ladies from the old church passed away. You know, the church I used to go to. So as a as respect, we went to go visit. And believe it or not, the guy who prophesied over my life told me I was going to be a pastor. He comes up to me. And he's like, hey, so what are you doing uh, nowadays? Oh, I'm like, hey, you just small conversation. Uh, you know, I'm a youth pastor. And he's like, told you. And at that point in time, when he told me, I forgot about it. And I'm just like, what? You remember that one time? And as he was saying it, I saw it. You know, I was about to cry. Like, I'm in front of another guy. And you're not going to want to cry. I was like, oh, man. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Oh. But God was faithful. Oh, my gosh. Some of you, that's happened to you before. You guys are afraid. Like, oh, I want to do this. I wanted to be a baseball player, y'all. I had scholarships. Hello. Money. Go play ball somewhere. And it's just like, God was doing something in my life. It's like, God, this is what you're doing. I'm going to do it's been an amazing time. If you are considering it, this is what I'll say. If you are considering it, if you, man, you want to see what it's about, come tomorrow. All these colleges, they have all these, like, you know, you come out, you check them out, you see what the school's about. SUM, you come out tomorrow, we'll tell you all that you need to know, everything that you're going to want to know. We're going to have a time of worship, a time of testimony. Gosh, like I'm telling you, the best decision I've made within the past three years is joining SUN. So that's tomorrow, Saturday, February 4th at 5 p.m. Please come. If you, I don't think we're offering rights. Just please come here. Try to, try to um, what's it called carpool with somebody, okay? But it, for those who are called, this is what you want to be, or you know, this is where you're supposed to be tomorrow. Amen. Can I get an amen? So that's tomorrow. If you can do me the favor and stand to your feet for me, please. Today is the first Friday of the month, amen. And what we like to do here at Metro Praise, we like to collect our tithe and offering for the nations. Because we love supporting them, guys. I mean, God is doing some awesome things over there. See, in India, when we were casting out demons in India, they were like, yeah, we do that. Almost on a like, weekly basis. Like, how many times you, we ask them, how many times do you cast out demons in a month? Oh, about three or four times. We're like, what? Like, you see it all the time. It's like, yeah. And the reason why they see it a lot more over there is because they, the main religion is not Christianity. Here in America, we're free, and the majority the dominant religion is Christianity. You know, that, that includes Catholicism and things like that. But over there, it's Hinduism. But over there, it's you know, it's, it's uh, Muslims, it's Islam. You know, that's the main religion, and we know that that's a lot of demonic spirits involved. And so they're seeing it like, all the time. And I remember just praying, praying for the nation. God is doing amazing things in their lives. Um, they have one. Look, raise your hand again if you're a 101. Right now in India, there are 101s in India going through the exact same book. 
I mean, God is moving in people's lives. Right? So we get to be a part of that. 10% at tithe is your total income. That comes for the church. That, that gets done what we need to do here. But your offering is whatever you offer to God after your tithe. That's what we give to people. So a tithe is what you're supposed to give to the church because God has blessed you. God has given you like 10% God that's yours. And a tithe is whatever you give to God after that. That's what we give to the nations and we do um, other activities with it. Amen. My favorite number, 24. That's what I was in baseball. 24. What's 10% of 24? First one to raise their hand. Okay, so. Two dollars and 40 cents. Do your amen. So let's say this in closing. If we can have the buckets come on up, my man. Let's give it up for Vince, y'all. Just like a big man for the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's just say this. Acts 20.35. It says, Remembering the words of the Lord. Don't say it. Father, I pray for every student in this place. God, that you bless them. God, you provide them. God, give them the same to be a blessing to your church, God. Father, we lift up the nations, Father, as we, as we remember them in this time, God. Would you bless them? Would you provide for them, God? Would you meet their needs as you are meeting ours? God, we know that you are able, so we come to you. In Jesus' name, we pray. And everybody said, come on up as you give. Come on up as you give. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh, man, I'm excited to share. I can't share everything. i got to break it down to you pieces. The leaders know everything, more or less. But this month, what month are we in, guys? What is the biggest holiday? Valentine's Day. His biggest holiday. My birthday. It's Valentine's Day, or how I like to look at it. National Singles Awareness Day. You know, so if you're single, you got no Valentine, you're going to realize it because everybody else is getting stuff and you ain't. That's how basically what it is. And generally in Valentine's Day, everybody gets these. No one likes them, right? Every in school, like, here, you get a box of these. Oh, thank you. They're the cheapest thing out there. That's why you got them, right? But be mine. All these little cool things, and we give it out to people that we like. Like, we'll give you the be mine. Oh, I, I know I used to do that. I'm telling on myself probably. It's like the corniest thing. Like, just jokingly. And I wasn't real about it, maybe. But, uh, you know, just give it to girls. Like, hey, I get you this one. Oh, cool. That was a little flirt. Everybody say flirt. I just have to tell them myself. But one of the biggest things that happens in this month, this is Valentine's Day. You guys are right. Generally a time of romance. It's a Hallmark holiday. There's no real day like Valentine's Day. Hallmark came up with it so they can sell cars so you can buy, you get suckered in and pay more money. And if you guys are being suckered in right now, say amen. If you're listening to what I'm saying, I'm being suckered in. Amen. Amen. But one of the things that I love, and I talked about it this entire past month, is that during Valentine's or in this month, you know, we see a lot of ads or commercials for chocolate. Everybody say chocolate. One of my favorite words and probably one of my favorite foods. And I told you last month I was going to talk about chocolate and Jesus. And as I was studying, it's just like, man, this is going to be really hard to talk about chocolate and Jesus. I'm like, why did I even say that? Now I, gotta, now I have to talk about chocolate. 
And so, so here it is. I know that in this month, you know, as an expression of love, you know, ladies, if a fella came up to you, right, and he had per se, right, one of these, someone of the opposite sex, and he comes up to you, and he says, Happy Valentine's Day. What would you think? What would come to your mind? What would you think? What would come to your mind? No, thank you. I'm not talking about you. If a, if a dude came up to you, <laughs> no, thank you. Hallelujah. That's the response right there. Uh, no, thank you. I'm not going to go there. But but here it is. It's, it's yeah. Uh, this guy likes me. You're going to tell your friend, like, uh, he likes me. Or fellas. Or fellas. If someone came up to you, if someone came up to you, smell it. Smell it. If someone came up to you, some lady came up to you and said, some lady came up to you and said, some lady came up to you and said, most of the guys' reaction would be like, straight chocolate. We're not going to think nothing of it, but she's trying to tell you, hey, look, it's a heart. It's a heart. I'm trying to tell you something. It's so awkward. Like, I've had so many awkward experiences with just getting things and like, thank you. Just like, that's it. I don't like you. You know? That's it. I don't like or how about the big dog? You know? You know. Or how about the big dog? If someone comes up to you with this. If someone comes up to you with this. And they come up a certain way too, they know what they're doing. Cheesing. Cheesing. Holding in their hand. They might walk around you just a bit. You know, circle, because they're nervous. They're really nervous. They're like, man, I don't know if I should give it to him. They're really nervous. I'm going to give it to him, okay? I'm going to give it to him. They walk up, okay. and they make it all smooth. And they're like, they make it all smooth. Happy Valentine's Day. They're like, smooth. Look at that, smooth. smooth. But automatically, what comes to your mind is old dude, old girl has a crush on me. They're, do we say it like this? Do we say crushing? Do we still say that, or am I old school? It's like 90s with Will Smith, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. We're crushing on them. We don't say that no more. What do you guys say nowadays? Just tell me. Throw it out there. What do you guys say nowadays? Just tell me. Throw it out there. <laughs> just say like, Adam. I'll get it if you say it like. We'll be liking somebody. I just know. Here's my point. I don't want to get lost in like all experiences. If someone comes up to you and does that, that's just a way of showing love. It's an expression. Hey, you know what? I'm thinking about you, especially in relationships. You go out there. It's a nice thing. Get someone chocolate. Right? It's an expression of love. Somebody say it's an expression of love. And I'm thinking about it like, okay, for us as humans, during this time of the month, it's easier for us to go out and, and do that. Be nice and get something to show our love for somebody. And it had me thinking, like, how does God, God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, how did he show love? And I want to tie that in for you guys. And be able to see it. So today we're going to talk about God's love. Okay, we're not just talking about just love, love, love. I'm going to love my neighbor. I mean, that's great. We're going to get into that. But as far as his love for us, what does that mean? I was digging up some of my my notes from SUM, systematic theology. That means just the study of Jesus. And and I and I had to I had to put this up there. This picture of just Jesus. He got some gel in his hair, holding a bird. You know what I mean? Jesus is chill. The Bible talks about actually gives accounts where he was around children, and children loved to be around him. I mean, think about it. 
Today, Daja, raise your hand for me. Today, like someone like Daja, she would want to go and be with Jesus because that's who he was. He was God, and children ran to him. You know what? It got to a point where so many children were around him. His disciples said, Jesus, there are too many kids here. You got to send them away. And Jesus said this. He said, it's better for someone to tie a rope around their neck and have and throw themselves into the sea with a millstone tied on the end of it than to make one of these stumble. Jesus is saying, it's better for you to drown. You guys know what a, a millstone is? A millstone is this giant piece of, of rock that's super heavy that you can't lift. Jesus said, yeah, tie a rope on that, tie one around your neck, throw yourself into the ocean if you make one of these fall. If you make one of these stumble. In that passage, we can relate and we can look like parents. You got to be on your children. You better love them. Because if not, that's what Jesus said. If you make one of these stumble. And this picture shows it for me. It's just like children wanted to be around Jesus. Let's read that love. Love is not that all. Or love is not all that God is. But all that he is toward his children is loving. A professor said that. He said love is not all that God is. But all that he is toward his children is loving. God is loving towards you. You know, what comes to mind? Well, God loves me. He wouldn't allow this, 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 and this and happen. And we've had, we've now, because certain things happened in our life, we've now formed a theology. We now think this is how God is. But that's not how God is because circumstances affected you. We know that there's evil in the world. There's evil in the world. What evil is, is where God goodness is not. Right? Look at evil like that. God's goodness uh, lacking. Where his goodness is not. That's what evil is. And so we understand that love, this is, is God uh, showing this to us. It's, it's, it's love is not all that God is, but all that he is toward his children. Let's keep on going. Some of the qualities of this love. Talking about God's love now. It is eternal for God has always shared his love within the Trinity. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, I don't want to get too deep into it. I might as well some here. But here it is. The Trinity. You're not going to find that word in the Bible. Okay? But this is what scholars, this is what theologians have coined. That means to make the term, have termed uh, who God is. And through the revelation of the Scripture from the Old Testament, to the New Testament. The Old Testament, the part of the Bible where we don't read because Jesus is not in it, That from that part to the New Testament. You see, throughout the Bible, God has been revealing himself in time to us. You see, the children of Israel only thought that there was God the Father. It was just God the Father, God the Father. There was only one God. And then Daniel, in the book of Daniel, he gets a revelation. The Bible said that disturbed him because he's seen a, the Son of Man in, in, in all his glory getting praise. And he's having a vision, and he knows it's from God. He can see God the Father, and he sees someone in the Son of Man receiving worship, sitting next to the Father. And it's just like, what in the world? There's two people up there? Like, I don't understand. It's only God can get worship. That's blasphemy. And the Bible said that this troubled Daniel. You see, God was starting to give people the revelation of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Oh, this is getting exciting. Here we come into the New Testament. The New Testament. Now, guess who shows up in the New Testament? Jesus. 
the incarnate God himself in the flesh, he comes and he stands and he comes and he lives among us. And he had a purpose. He had a mission. And he died for the sins of man, for the entire world. And he come and he dies. But guess what? Three days later, death had no hold over him. Hallelujah. And he rose again from the grave. And he appeared back to his disciples and said, hey, look, I'm going to come back. It's good for me that I go because I'm going to send somebody after me. He's the counselor. He's the comforter. He's going to be with you at all times. Who is he talking about? The Holy Spirit. And so he told his disciples, look, look, I'm going to give you some instructions. Wait in Jerusalem. Wait for me and do not go and do not start anything until I come down. And so they waited. And the Bible says that in Acts 2, the day of Pentecost, when God came into the hearts and to the believers, the Bible said the building shook like a violent wind. Hallelujah. Imagine if you're in a prayer meeting. Right, when we we have prayer here at six thirty. So if you guys are just eager to pray and to see God, six thirty, we're doing something different now. But but here's my point. They're having a normal prayer service. They're all in the upper room in a building like this, you know, the second floor. They're all praying. And wouldn't it be crazy if wind started coming through the windows? Not breaking the windows here, but man and started shaking the place that you are sitting. And all you see is tongues of fire, like little flames over your friend's head, over the other disciples' head. And you start speaking in tongues, not Spanish. You know, sometimes I think we got it wrong, like, let's speak in tongues now. Gracias, Señor. I'm like, what in the world? Who's speaking Spanish? I can't, because I'm singing, I can't stop. But it's just like, you know, speaking in tongues. And these guys go out from the house from where they were at, and they started preaching the gospel, the Holy Spirit. So throughout the entire world, you see the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And guess who's with us today, right now in this very moment, living inside of us? It's the Holy Spirit. Here's the point. God's love, it is eternal, for God has always shared His love within the Trinity. It's good to know about qualities about God's love. It is eternal. It never stops. Because before we were created, this is going to blow your mind. Before the earth was, before anything that you know in your mind ever was created, God was. And the question goes, who created God? Nobody. He had no beginning or end. That's how awesome he is. He had no creator. So before we were born, before this world was created, there was love between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. See, the Father loved the Son. You have to get this in your heart, and it can lead to Jesus and give us a better understanding that the Father and the Son, perfect relationship. I mean, since we know since the beginning of time, before beginning of time, a perfect relationship, a Father loving His Son. Guess what? I have this little illustration for you to help you understand. The Father is not the Son. The Son is not the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is not the Father. But the Father is God. The Son is God, and the Holy Spirit is God. All three of them God. All three, all three distinct persons. It's like, wait a minute. I don't understand that. How? They're all. They're all God. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. And within that trinity, within that unity, there was love. See, the Father loved the Son. You have to understand that because when we get to the part of Jesus sharing his love for us, God's love expressed in the giving of himself. That's the next point. That's the next point. Before the creation of time, the Father loved the Son. Before the creation of time, the Father loved the Son. God's love is expressed in the giving of himself. Here it is. 
The Bible tells us in John 3:16, for God so loved the world, the Father, for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten Son, that whoever should believe may not perish but have everlasting life. The Father sent the Son. Did the Father love the Son? Yes. Check this. Watch this. Train with me. He loved his son. He's always loved the son. Before this earth was created, he loved his son. But that his son would come and that he would die for us. You know, the, uh, the New King James Version, that's the version of the Bible where it has all these old English language. Like, hath, thou shalt, hath, willeth. You know, it's like, you should do this. Thou hath, shalt, willest do this. You know what I mean? It's just crazy. It has a version and it describes in Isaiah about the suffering servant. It's talking about Jesus. It says this. And talking about the father and the son that it pleased the father to crush his son i can never wrap my my head around that and as we as we hold on for this the bible says that it, it pleased the father to crush his son wait a minute Adam, you just said that the father loved the son we're talking about the love of god it's always eternal before time it's always been there now why did it please the father for him to crush the son why did it please the father for him to crush the son the bible tells us in genesis that we were created in his image and for god so loved the world who's he loved us you see, now that love is coming towards us. You see, now that love is it's starting to come towards us. God's love is expressed in the giving of himself. First John 4, 10, it says this. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a Tony sacrifice for our sins. You see that now as the Bible unfolds, as we can better understand, God loved his son. And now he's loving us. But why does it say he was pleased to crush his son? Why does it? Why is God, you know, why is he happy about that? Because now we can come to him. Now there's a relationship restored with God. Romans 5, 8. If you guys have your Bible, quickly flip there. If you guys have your Bible, quickly flip there. And if someone can look up Galatians 5, 8. Romans 5, 8. I think I may have the wrong scriptures, but we'll see. I think I may have the wrong scriptures, but we'll see. Romans 5, 8 says this, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Check this out. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So wait a minute. The cross, that bloody thing. That thing that was used as a death sentence for people. It would be for us to celebrate like the, the, the electric chair. You guys know it would be a form of, of death sentencing here in the United States before, you know, the lethal injections, what we do now. Um, before that, there was the electric chair. They would strap these people down in this chair. They will put sponges on their hands, both hands, and by their feet and on their head. And they will put them in this, this chair and it would hook up to some wires that hooked up to some voltage. The reason why they put sponges, so they put a little water so that the electricity can flow through their body and fry them, kill them. That was a form of death. And as the person was there, they, they soaked the sponges, they put their hands on the sponges, clamped them down, and they would turn on this voltage. So much voltage. Just thinking about getting struck by lightning and being struck on you. That's it. See, no one goes around and celebrates, yay, the, you're See, dancing no around the chair, like doing like, yay, we're singing songs about the chair. And if you are, we'll pray for you at the end of this service, but 
I don't think that's you. That was a form of death sentence, the electric chair. Look, in Jesus' time, the cross was the most... Scientists and people still say the worst way to die is to get crucified on a cross. The most painful, most excruciating, the way that people... See, Romans were expert torturers. And the cross was the way to get back at enemies. And Jesus... But God demonstrates his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And we celebrate the cross. I mean, what, what picture do you get when you think about the cross? I mean, does this come to mind? Does this come to mind? I mean, it should. While we were still sinners, see... That word sinners, oh, we when you sinners, still were doing wrong and you were proud sinners, about it. You, still were doing you can wrong give a rip about anything else in your life. You could care less. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. See, you don't deserve it. See, no one, no, no one on this world deserves that. But why does he give it to us and it's free? Why does he give it to us and it's free? Think about that. He extends his hand and frees. Like, look, I'm saving you from your sin. Hold on. Grab. Don't stay there because he knows if you die in your sin, there's eternal punishment because God's wrath is what's in store for you. You see, God created the world and he created it good. After every, every step of creation, God said, and it was good. See, there was nothing wrong with it until sin came into the world through Adam and Eve, the first man, and through them, all of humankind. We came from Adam and Eve. So now we have this cursed death into the world. And God saying, look, that's not going to have the last say. And throughout the whole entire time, he made provision for the people, sacrificing animals, sacrificing animals. Why? Because one day there's going to be someone that will lose his life as a sacrifice for us all. A one-time sacrifice. So you don't have to keep on sacrificing animals because it's by the shedding of blood that we're saved. And Jesus, God himself. Oh, mess me up right there. God himself coming down from heaven. In heaven, he's surrounded by angels. Angels singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. In heaven, he is the king. He is the Lord of lords. Think about it. The greatest person in history can never compare to Jesus. The king. And he's coming down from his throne. Coming down and living as, as a man. The, the example that I'm getting is this. When we walk in the summer's day, we see a lot of ants sometimes. Check, check. We see ants, we, we think nothing of them. We're just walking. There goes the ants. That's what happens. If you drop ice cream, there's ants all over for sure. And we just, we look at it as like, it's a little ant. Like, I don't, like, I don't lose some sleep. Like, if I, oh, I got to repent. No, that's not, you don't feel that. Now, imagine us in all of our glory and all of our power looking down at ants and squashing. Imagine now you becoming an ant. Like the lowliest of the lowliest. That's what God did. It's an example. That's not even comparable. But I give you an idea. God became man. His own creation. 100% God. 100% man. And he lived among us. And he gave his life away. He gave it away for us. While we were still sinners. See, you got to understand the love of God. You don't deserve it. 
And some of us pray like, well, I don't need to raise my hands. Oh, yes, you do. But see, God, God doesn't even self-force you. I wish sometimes in church there was a Holy Ghost like police. Because if you weren't worshiping, whoosh, just, just, I think about these things sometimes. Like, you better be worshiping. Uh, worship and I'm worshiping. Get slapped with the Holy Ghost. See, God doesn't, see, God doesn't do it like that. He doesn't force people. You know why? Because when people understand and realize themselves that, hey, I messed up. When they take responsibility of their own actions, hey, I don't deserve that. But he did it for me. And I'm coming to him. And I'm coming to him. You see, there's more. God gets the glory out of that. You see, there's more. Him forcing us, there's no glory in that. But when we as people say, I'm worshiping God, he gets magnified. Qualities of this love. God's attribute of love is one that we can share or imitate. We do this by loving him and others. Matthew 22, verses 33, 37, or 37, 39, rather. I have it up on the screen for you, so I'll just read it from there. And it says, Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. In short, love Jesus with everything that you got. I'm going to read that again. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. He wants it all. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love the neighbor as yourself. As we're learning these qualities and characteristics of God's love, you know, how he loves himself. That's right for us to say that. He loves himself. Amen. God loves himself. I mean, I wish that we all could say that about ourselves. Well, I love myself. Well, I, man, I got all these pimples on my head. I got these little whiskers coming out. I always got to do this. Man, my feet smell all the time. It's not me. You know, we're, we're never satisfied with God loves himself. You got to be satisfied with who you are. And the next thing we learn is before we could ever deserve anything, God died on the cross for us. And it's like God's attribute of love is one that we can share or imitate. We do this by loving him and loving others. The first and greatest commandment is love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. You know, sometimes when I think that, man, you know, even for pastors, I'm going to put this out there. Pastors, are, we're just men of God. We, we have flaws, too. We're just men of God. We, we but even for us, I know it happens for you guys. But even for us, sometimes we, we tend to wonder... Does he really love us? Or, or maybe it's not even posed like that. But maybe something happens in your life and you're just like, I don't know. You see, but what's in your heart is usually shows on the outside. For example, if you love somebody, you're going to express it. There's different ways people express it. Like love languages. Like I'm going to give you something. Or I'm going to be with you. Or I'm going to spend quality time with you. Or I'm going to do this. I'm going to serve you. Ways we show love. And whatever's in your heart, whoever you love, you're going to show it. Like for example, if you're crushing on somebody, Sing it again. If you crush, you're going to show it. Remember that example, an expression of love. Remember that example. You know, the chocolates. Chocolates in Jesus, baby. I told you I'd get it done. Chocolates in Jesus, baby. I told you I'd get it done. What's God's expression towards us? What's God's expression you know, towards us? Whenever I come to this point and have a pity patty party, that's what I'll call it, and that's what it is. I don't know if God loves me. And sometimes we'll see that on Facebook. I'm not going to call people out, but we'll see that. It's just like, I don't know. If that's ever you, sorry, check this out. If that's ever you, look to the cross. Because that will remind you that his love is never in doubt. 
Because if it was if it was something that I don't know, look to the cross. He died on the cross. You know what I love February because you know what comes up in February Mardi Gras. It's where the SUM students go out all throughout the U.S. I'm sorry, we come about in numbers, y'all. And we're going out to the street preaching Jesus Christ. You know what they tell us when we get on the streets? Don't talk about your home church. Don't talk about how many songs you can sing. Don't talk about how you're a great preacher. You know what you're going to talk to people on the street is point them back to the cross. And you know what? And when you forget what to say, talk about the cross. And you know what? When you're mixed up on the words and it's not coming out right, talk about the cross. Because there's power in there. There's power in the cross. You see, for a sinner, when they're coming up with all these things in their life, if you tell them about the love of God that sliced through that, that gave them a second chance, that gives someone power. I love that. I love that. I love that. I don't deserve it. Oh, how great is the love of God. Oh, how great. Just do me a favor. Just as an exercise, just close your eyes right now. Just do me a favor. Just as an exercise, just close your eyes right now. And just meditate on his love. Oh, how great is the love of God when you least deserved it. When you least needed it. Or when you least rather could work for it. Or when you least rather could work for it. And this is how we know what love is. And this is how we know what love is. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us. But then and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. God, we want to see your love in our hearts. We want to see it today. God, we want to see your love in our hearts. We want to see it today. You can open up your eyes. You can open up your eyes. Don't know about you. I don't like doing church without his love. I don't like it's boring. You lose interest really, really quick. I'm dead serious. It's the phoniest, fakest, worst thing you can ever do. Come into church without experience his love. And that's why people leave the church. They don't experience God's love. We do this by loving him and loving others. You know, one thing we have to work on as a church is loving God more or better. How about this? Loving each other. How about this? Loving each other. Well, let say, I love you. You gotta say it like Forrest Gump. I love you. We really do have to work on loving each other, and that's you know demonstrating God's love. You know, next week I'm talking about relationships. This entire month we're taking Valentine's Day and we're making it our priority because every time we go on Facebook, we see every status. Oh my mama! Every status that we see is about relationships. Oh, he loves me. Oh, he don't love me. He's cheating on me. Come on. It's just like every status update is like in a relationship. Married. 14. How are you married? Divorced. Like what in the world? I'm praying for you. When I see that, it's just like confusing the mess out of me. But we see it all the time. And I'm just like, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it. Before we talk about anything else, we need to know his love first. Before we talk about anything else, we need Nothing can compare to it. Nothing can compare to it. I fall short of, of words to try to explain his love for you. And what that meant for me. I'm just going to share my testimony when I got smacked with the love of God. Sometimes it's just like, when I say that word, things like that, it's like not, God's really smacking me. Like I have a red handprint on my face. Like what happened? God's love smacked me. And that's not, what I mean is just like when I least expected it, it hit me. And I'm praying. So many times in, in you know, when, when I've made mistakes, when I've failed. Oh, man, sometimes I'm just... 
I'll come to God. I just oh. I'll feel like trash. I'll come to God. I just I'll feel like it's just trash. like oh sin. Oh, it's just like oh. But when sin. I come to God, oh. that feeling is just lifted up. And he quickly just tells me, you're my son. I don't treat you like that. I love you. It's like, oh, and right there, just tears coming down my eyes. Because I know there's a father in heaven who loves me. Not by what I do, but who he is. His love for you is not based on who you are. It's who he is. God is love. And we need to realize that as people and come to him. See, we won't be able to experience that love unless we say, hey, I need it. His hands, his hands are stretched out. Jesus, when he died, he says, it's for the world. I loved the world. But we need to realize and we need to get that. It really sucks. Church really does suck. If you don't experience God's love. Oh, I've experienced, look, I've, I've done church for almost 18 years of my life. It stinks. You want to quit? You think the craziest thoughts sometimes. You're just like, it, it really does. You know why? Because God's love can't compare. And once you get that, you're like, every time I pray, I want that. Every time I come into the presence of God, I want that. Every time I come to church, I want that. And you'll set your heart on that. And you'll know. I know there is more. And it's not just crying. You know, sometimes we always we only think, well, I'm not crying yet, so I don't feel God. You know, guys, don't be discouraged. You know, you don't have to cry every time. If the ladies are getting rocked by God and they're crying, that's fine. Dude, I don't feel God. Why not? I wasn't crying, dude. I, I don't know what it was, but everybody else was crying. However God's love it comes to your heart, you have it. Amen. You don't have to be running around the entire church. I got God's love. If God does that to you, amen. Do it. I'm, I'm dead serious. If God hits you with his love, if you just, man, you just have God's love, you might be jumping up and down. It's a slow song. We're worshiping. You're just like, it's God's love. You can't do nothing about it. I'm, I'm so serious. You guys, trust me. Hang around crazy people that love Jesus. You're going to see it. Like, why are you jumping up and down? Like, he loves me. And it's just like, um, oh, you guys, oh, it's an amazing thing. And when I see that, it's just like, oh, I want that. God's love. Who you are as a person, he hits you. He changes you. Experience it. Would you be mine? Jesus. That's what he's saying to y'all. As cute as it is, can you guys stand to your feet for me, please? I'm literally in the back, and I'm like, Jesus, what are you telling them? My fingers are typing, would you be mine? I'm like, oh, that's cute. God, you're awesome like that. God, you're awesome like that. Yeah. Aw. But that's a genuine question. Imagine if, would you be mine? Would you make your life about me? Would you, make would you come to me? Would you forsake all? And would you come to me? Would you leave the filth and trash that you have that you so desired? And would you turn your back on that? And would you come to me? Would you turn your back on that relationship because it's not doing you any good? And would you come to me? Would you stop worrying about what's happening on in the physical? And would you come to me? Would you be mine? He wants it all. Not just a Friday night service. When you leave this place, the Bible says, greater is he who is in you than in the world. Sometimes we forget that he lives inside of us. That when you're cussing, that when you're doing this, that when you have all these uh, perverse thoughts, when you're thinking all these things, he's living inside of you. Sometimes we forget that like that switch comes off. But he's saying, I want it all. Would you be mine? Would you give it? 
In closing, would you bow your head and close your eyes? In closing, would you bow your head and close your eyes? So this altar call, so this we're just going to focus on God's law. We're just gonna focus Listen, on I'm going to talk about three people in this room today. Listen, I'm going to talk about three. And then we're going to respond. And then we're going to Here it is. This is for the first person. Here it is. How is your love for God doing? How is your love for God? You may see that in your own life, man, you struggle like man. I like coming to church is a struggle. There's some signs that your love for God is is on the back burner and you're almost almost lost it. It's a struggle for you to come to church. You constantly argue with the people that love you the most and want to see the best for you. Maybe leaders, parents, friends. You disregard prayer. You don't believe in prayer anymore. You don't want to do it. It makes you feel awkward. In worship time, you wish it would end shorter. You wish you could be home right now. How's your love for God doing? How about this? How is your love for others? Maybe you have loving God. You have that great. You have an awesome time with the Lord and personal devotions. How is your love for others, though? You don't even love your neighbor. And you mind, in your mind, you form clicks. And you see people in colors. You see people for who they hang out with. And God loves them all. And some of us that need to work on our love for others. Oh, how about this? you love God and you love people, you just want more of Him. That's what we want to be filled up. Right now, Father, I just pray in the name of Jesus, God, that you would put it in our hearts right now, Father, whatever area that we're struggling with, that we're dealing with right now, in the name of Jesus, Father, you would put it in our hearts that we would seek your face. On the count of three, I'm going to leave this, this altar open. Listen, listen, don't do it just because of a show. Because you're going to leave and you're going to put on a show. You're not going to put on a show. The show is not now. What's actually happening is in your heart. So you're not going to focus on people around you. We say, God, work on my heart. Here's what we're going to do. Before we come up, before I dismiss, if you want to dedicate your life or rededicate your life to God, if he hasn't been put in his proper place, if you have made idols, if you have said, well, man, I don't even know if I'm saved. I think that's going to be the first place to start. Here's what we're going to do. Before we start praying, if that is you, if you want to rededicate your life or give your life to God for the very first time, and let me just say, that is that is an amazing thing. It's just an awesome thing. We would encourage you. We're just going to love on you. Just slip your hand up. We don't want to make you feel awkward, but if that is you, just go ahead and slip your hand up with all eyes closed. You want to rededicate your life. You want to recommit to God. You want to say, God, I want to do this again. I want to give it a fresh shot. Amen. Hands going up. Amen. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to dismiss. If you're going to play that song in front of me, And we're just going to come up. And we're just going to talk to God. Can you talk to God today? Not because I'm forcing you, but because his word is telling you. Because he's saying, hey, look, come to me. Yeah, this world's going to bring you down. Come to me. Feel my love. In the name of Jesus, Father, I just release your love in this place. Father, I release it in this place. God, that you would start in our hearts, Father. Right now, in the name of Jesus, on three, one, two, three, just come on up. Just come on up. Let God work in your heart right now. Come on.
Come on, just a couple more moments. See, the best part of God's love is that he knows everyone. He knows everyone. Whether you're here on this altar, before we close, I'll just say, God, work on my heart. I want more of your love. I won't let him, let him pour it out. Every person here, God, every person here, just pour it out. Pour it out. Father, I just pray right now. Father, you can do me the favor and just lower the music just a little bit. Listen, I don't want us to be too religious. I don't want us to do it just because the pastor is saying it. I know that God moves on people's hearts when people want Him. He just does. He, he does. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to force anybody to stay here. I'm going to open up the cafe. I'm going to open up the student center. And that's going to be open for you more. If you want more of God, if you want Him to rock your world, if you want an encounter with God, stay here. That's not to say that you're a bad person if you leave. It's not one of these things where he's going to get mad. He's going to see who walks out the door. It's just where you're at. He doesn't force. He doesn't force. If you truly seek, seek him, he's going to show up. If right now you're fighting the thought of leaving and not wanting to look bad in front of me, leave. I'm not saying that in a bad way because, look, God would have moved if you stayed here. But if you change your heart and say, God, listen, I want more of you. Here's what I'm going to do. No condo bondo. I'm just going to pray in dismissal. The cafe is going to be open. If you want more of that, you can stay. Amen. I'm going to have some of my leaders, as a matter of fact, um, to go back over there. Um, we're just going to close in prayer. In this entire sanctuary. It's 907. This entire sanctuary until 930. 935. This is going to be time for prayer. Whatever you want to do. Pray with somebody. We can practice wrong. We can read your word. Whatever you do, just don't work out. Those are some of the things that I do. Father, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus. That God, you would just pour it out. God, you know, you know our hearts. God, it's not for us to judge each other's hearts, but it's not each other. Uh, each other's job to, to judge or look down but Father you, you know our hearts and I just pray that you will pour out your love we want to experience we want to honor you in a fresh and a mighty way move amongst us in this place in Jesus name 
one if you just want to stay here. The music's going to be playing for you, but if not, you'll dismiss. We love you. Next week, we are talking about relationships. So bring your boyfriends, your girlfriends, all of them. Amen.